Let me see you do this. Come on. Let me tell you about the facts of life. Say it So um, so today we have a guest, um, Raven Alexis, and she is a writer, yoga instructor, podcast host, and health and wellness advocate. So welcome, Raven, to Facts of Life. Thank you. Did I miss anything? Do you want to add anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay, good. Um... So, on the show, I like to do um, Living My Best Life. So, this part of the show, we're basically um, just talking about what's going on in the, month, um, in the month, the week, year. So, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, how are you living your best life? How am I living my best life? Um, yeah, kind of like what we said, I'm taking my time this week. <laughs> Like, really, really listening to my body. Nothing. Well, you know what? One one thing that has an honorable mention. The other day, I wanted to go get crawfish so bad. And I put it on Instagram. I rarely ever do this. I was like, does anybody want to go get crawfish? I'm like, anybody. I don't care if we've never met. I just want to go. Like, I really wanted it. Nobody responded. <laughs> and the place closed at 10. I wanted to go to BB's in the Heights. Mm. Place. They have crawfish is so good to me. And the place closed at 10. I'm like sitting around, waiting, waiting, and nobody <laughs> says anything. I, I easily could have like hit people up. But the I did that because I knew the people I hit up would not be able to go. So I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> so, so I'm sitting around and then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go get crawfish. So I'm like looking up all these other places that I want to go eat or want to try. And at this point, I'm like, okay, you're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> so I end up not getting a crawfish. Instead, I come home and I make this amazing vegan taco bowl. I'm talking about, oh, it's so good. I still have like two more rounds of that left. And that, I'm so glad that I didn't go get the crawfish, you know? Like, I'm so glad I didn't spend my money. Right. I'm going to get crawfish today. But still, I'm glad that I did not spend my money and like I'm glad I've been I'm not I haven't really recognized myself as like someone who cooks in the past but now I'm getting really like intuitive and creative with the food I've been making in my own kitchen so I'm really proud of myself for making that bowl yeah because it because I made it and because it is so good so that is like that was the highlight of your yeah, that was the highlight <laughs> I love that <laughs> I love that um, because you know it's good to eat out sometimes but it's also good to like make sure that you know you're using your resources in your house sometimes it's like not always because you don't want to do it you know but I'm glad that that was the highlight of your week and that, that bowl sounds good I don't even know what was in it but I feel the love I want to make it for anybody and everybody. It was so good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so how I'm living my I don't even know. Like I the week like similar to you, I've been, you know, kind of like easing and breathing through the week. Um and I wrote some petitions like earlier this week, um, just so that I can manifest some some things into my life and um, I've been fasting so that's been really good and interesting because um, I haven't fasted in such a long time because I know I see y'all I ain't perfect <laughs> so in the past when I tried to fast I just gave in sometimes you know and so because 
there's things that I would like, and I know like it sounds terrible in hindsight, but there's some things that I'm trying to accomplish. You know, I'm just trying to be obedient to the most high and let him know, like, look, I'm out here. I'm trying to do the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's how I've been living my best life um, this week, this month. I've been doing three days of gratitude and my gratitude journal. So that's really helpful so that I'm not dwelling and complaining um, because I can get caught up in that about, you know, things that I don't have. But I'm just like, you know, I'm out here. I live out here in Houston. You know, the weather is iffy. But it's a beautiful city, nonetheless. So, yeah. are you from Houston? No, I'm from Connecticut. Okay. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been running into so many people who are not from Houston, and that's so different to me because, like, and I guess it's just because I am from here, so I'm always surrounded by people that are from here. But this year specifically. I've been just seeing so many more people and connecting with people. And I'm like, where are you from? And they're like, oh, L.A., New York. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so we are The transplants are transplanting down here. Yeah. I went to um, I went to Options like a couple of weeks ago. Um, you, know, I, you know what Options is, right? Yeah. So I was talking to, I guess, the owner, Lando. Mm-hmm. And I was like talking to him about networking and um, I was like, yeah, I haven't really been networking this past year because, um, but I haven't really been networking this past year because, I don't know, I just haven't been in the mood and I feel like I'm still holding on to like some past experiences with entrepreneurs and creatives out here in Houston so I'm just like I really don't want to be bothered with y'all um but we were just you know topping it up and then he was like he lived in New York and he was like yeah Houston is um Houston is like the New York City of the South and I'm like wow I've never heard anybody like Put it that way, but we are moving into like a melting pot. A lot of transplants and creatives are moving out here. Um, because I was asking him like where to go to network, like, and he was like, "Go this place during the week." And um, he was like, "But don't go there on the weekends because that's where all the people from outside of the city come to party." And he was like, "It's similar to like." You know, New York City, like, all the creators and entrepreneurs are out there in the week networking and hanging out, and then they stay home. <laughs> I'm like, this makes total sense. Yeah. I think Houston may be the New York City of the song. I've never heard that. Yeah, it was a great analogy. Yeah. It was a great analogy. So, yeah, I, um, I've been here for five, well, it'll be five years in August, um, so yeah, it's a great city. I love I love Houston. I had some to make some adjustments when I first moved here, but outside of that, it's been good. Good. Wow. I always admire people who move. Like just because I haven't, the furthest I've moved is like an hour away when I went to college. Other mm-hmm. than that, I have not lived anywhere else. So yeah. that is just amazing. Most Houstonians don't leave, and I see why. Like, I definitely get why um, y'all don't leave because it's like, why? Why would you? <laughs> you know, like it's the perfect mixture, like between you know, the South and like a city. So it's like you get the best of both worlds right here. Yeah, but some people I know that some people who do leave leave for that reason as well like most of them are creatives and most of them feel like Houston is not really um supportive of its people and so like there's so much opportunity here but a lot of people just want to keep it to themselves yeah I can't say that I have experienced that per se, but I just feel like that's just because of who I am as a person. Like, I have, like, I know what it is I want to do, and 
And God just continues to bless me with people who are genuine. And he's blessed me with, like, some serious intuition about people. I don't know. So, I try to steer clear of people that I don't get good vibes from. But I also have seen where, you know, and am seeing where a lot of creatives will just really try to hoard all the resources. And people go other places and they really... There's a couple people that I went to high school with. Um, one of them, she was a year older than me, but now she has, like, a clothing line. She lives in L.A. She has mm -hmm. a clothing line, and a whole bunch of, like, artists and models have been wearing her clothes, and, like, she's super, super popular. I can't say that she had the same issue here, but I just know it's so many people who have moved from Houston and who are thriving, so. Yeah. It's, like, it's your personal experience when you're here, you know? Right. No, I definitely do agree. I feel like it's a mixture of like, you know, I from the outside looking in, I see people in Houston being supportive. Yeah. Um, but I know it's different when you grow up in the city, you know, you grow up with people and some people don't like to see you win, you know, so I can definitely see why people feel like, oh yeah, I want to get out of here because um, this ain't working out for me. <laughs> I see it from both sides. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even, I wanted to talk about briefly how we met. So we've been following each other online on social media for some time. And I had the opportunity to, um, attend your, I don't even know what the proper term is, a journaling event. A journaling workshop. A journaling workshop. I apologize. Um, so, yeah, I had the opportunity to attend, and like, that was just so great. That It was it just set off my march. Like, I talked about it briefly on the podcast, but it definitely, like, helped set off the rest of my month last month. So I love that. Yeah. I'm so glad you got to come. Seriously. <laughs> it was such a pleasure having that. Because it was the first in-person one that I've had since 2019. And I just, I really like, like, person-to-person -person connection, you know? Yeah. So it was so nice to be in the room with yeah. that energy, seriously. Yeah, it was great. That was my first Reiki session. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was just great overall. What, what got you into journaling workshops? Um, well... So Positive Self Talk started as just, like, a concept. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend. This was, like, in 20, 2016, 2015, 2016. Or, maybe you know, maybe it was earlier in that, like, 2014, 2015. Anyway, I was talking to a friend, and she was talking to me about her business that she was starting. And she was talking about, like, all the stuff that she needed to do for it to be, like, successful. Mm -hmm. Like, talking about all the stuff that she didn't have. Meanwhile, she had, like, a DBA. She had the T-shirts ready. She had a whole stack of T-shirts ready. Like, her setup for pop-ups and markets and stuff was, like, really creative and really nice. And I'm thinking, like... Why do we harp on what we don't have? Like, I get, I get it, I get it, but like, I'm like, I'm listening to her talk. I'm like, girl, I don't even know what a DBA is. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what a DBA is. I'm like, you are so, you are so many steps ahead of so many other people, but yet. Mm -hmm we're still like, oh, but I, but I don't have this and I need this. And basically also I'm like, I need to get my shit together, you know? And it's like, we are always getting our shit together. And it's like, but it, ha it doesn't have to be, we don't have to be so harsh when we're doing that. And it's like, we are the first people that we hear from, you know? And, and it, it has to be a safe space to be, especially when you can't control what other people will say or do when you go out into the world. Like, you have to make sure that your mind and your body is a safe and good place for you to be in, you know? So, I started a blog, and when I was in college, um, I just would, like, write out different, like, different blog posts about, like, positive 
positive things and tips on how to stay positive and, you know, just my little blurbs about my experiences. And then um, I started going to this church called the Awakenings Movement. I still go there. And I don't know. It's just a church. My mama used to call it a cult. (laughs) It's a church. It's a church full of creative people. Like, I've never seen that many people who have, like, fully pursued their dreams. That's where I met Ella from from Crumville. Oh, okay. Like, she and you'll probably hear her story another time. But, like, briefly, she left her good job. And was selling cookies full time because it was just a passion of hers. And now mm. she's just, you know, I've never seen anything like that. Like, I've never, so many people in that community. And so they saw something in me and were just asking me questions about what I do. And I'm like, okay, you know, how can I make my blogging more tangible? Like, how can I, how can I do that? And I've been journaling for quite some time. I mm-hmm. am a firm believer in journaling, getting it out of your head and putting it onto paper. And I'm a, also a firm believer in like self-help and self-healing. And it doesn't have to be as complex as um, it seems, especially in this society now where it's kind of trendy and it's like made out to be exclusive healing is. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so accessible via journaling. So I'm like, I should just have a journaling workshop. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I'm going to find a place to have it. And I'm going to buy all the journals myself from, like, the dollar store. And I'm going to just, I'm going to charge $7. I was like, yeah, $7. That's a good amount. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, $7. And we're going to have it at this yoga studio. And. I did that. I had the first one in 2016, and I had so many people come. It was like more than 30 people there. Wow! And it was it was beautiful, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep having these." And I said I was gonna have them every other month, um, but that didn't happen. I just started having them sporadically. But they, in that sense, they have been consistent. Not in the sense that I've had them like at a consistent like set time mm-hmm. but I have had more than three or four so yeah. yeah I just love it and I started to love it as, and as I grew my concepts around it grew and still being a part of the awakening sometimes they would let me like use the space to have them mm-hmm. and they would always like you know let everybody know that I was having them and they would always patronize me you know like not always just talking about it but they would show up too mm-hmm. so yeah it's the it's my favorite thing to do yeah I love that I really do love that I know um you know you mentioned community and healing a lot um in your practice so i have a quick icebreaker okay healing and you can fill in the blanks healing our community is important because healing our community is important because we need each other And not in the sense that we need to be codependent, but we need each other. Like there, there, there may be a time where I need, I don't know, this is small, but I may need like, um, a ride somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's somebody in my community that I can reach out to, or I may need someone to listen you know, there's somebody that I can reach out to, to listen. And it's like in healing, in healing ourselves, we are healing the community because we are um, able to show up better for each other. So when I need that listening ear, if you are doing your work, you can listen to me. <laughs> and yes. if I'm doing my work, I can ask you for what I need. That's really the main thing. When I am when I'm committed to my healing journey, I know what I need and I know how to ask for it. Like I know what kind of support I need and that is showing up for myself. Right. And that is allowing community to show up for me. 
and then it's it's just this whole circle this cycle you know where we are showing up ourselves and pouring like filling up our own cup therefore mm-hmm. we can like pour into others without being depleted without right. being drained because it's just this community aspect of us all doing our work so that we can be there for each other when it's time right yeah Yeah, I think you know I see a lot of people moving into like the community thing and I think it's important and I'm grateful that you know you're one of the people that advocate for that as well because I think just the way the world is going on in our history, um, you know, melanated people, it's like we really do meet each other. And we spend a lot of time, you know, bickering and going back and forth about nonsense 90% of the time. So I feel like we could be stronger, you know, like you said, if we want show up for ourselves because a lot of us are not doing the healing so that we can be a resource and an advocate and whatever to other people. Um, so I'm glad that you know you are one of the people that advocate for community because we really need it. We really need to listening is a big thing. You know, listening to each other, actively listening. Um, that has been something that has been coming up in my community <laughs> lately uh, with with my you know with my friends because I'm just like I love y'all, but sometimes I just need y'all to listen, you know, like. And I think it's because like a lot of us, you know, we want to help, and I've been doing better at like verbalizing like okay like this is what I need and I don't need anything more or anything less than what I'm asking for. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like I don't want to throw anybody on the bus. I'm like, yeah, I feel like when you're in a better place, you know, you can give more. And yeah, you can give more and you can listen. I'm not saying that <laughs> listening is, is challenging. I, I've seen this going around about uh, what does it say? Like, normalize not bringing up a beautiful story about yourself um, with somebody talking to you. Something to that nature. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about and that really checked me. Because I have oh my gosh, I that's another thing about healing and listening. It's that you're able to like hold yourself accountable because when I read that, I was like, yeah, I have to stop doing that. Yeah. I have to stop feeling like that's the way that I can help people by saying, Oh, well, yeah, I did that. Or this happened to me. And it's like that very well may be true, but that's not that meant. I mean, it could help, but that just goes back to like, asking like now I at before I drop something on my friends I'd be like do you have the mental space for me to do this yes because sometimes you know like sometimes they don't right no that's real um because that sh- that means because like I'm very talkative <laughs> so like when you know when people are telling me things you know it's so easy like it's I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism or what like I'm not sure what to what to call it um because it's not always helpful like that's the reality it's like it's not always helpful to others but I've gotten so much better at just like listening and if people need certain things from me you know I'm willing to show up and give them whatever it is that they need but and I'm just like because I've gotten a, I've gotten better at listening I, I think I just expect people to do the same I'm just like I'm trying to lead by example damn it <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> But you know you gotta meet people where they are. Yeah, no. But I get that frustration. Yeah, like look, I'm trying. (laughs) Halfway. Okay. I had to check myself today because um my boyfriend he had said something to me this morning and he was like, Yeah, I'm not having really a good day. 
you know, thinking about some old stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's okay to grieve, but just remember where you are now. And then I put my phone down. I'm like going on. And then I was like, I don't even know what he's thinking about. I should have, I shouldn't have said that. Cause that, what that, that maybe did not speak to what he's experiencing. So I had to double back and apologize. I was like, I'm sorry um, for offering that piece of advice. Cause that probably did not speak to what you're experiencing like that. And I had just went on a Twitter rant about that. I deleted it because I always do that. I be saying like this because I don't really talk like that. So, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, we really be giving advice sometimes from the surface. Mm-hmm. Just because of like all these little memes that we see and all the things that we experience while while some of it is very helpful and very accurate sometimes it is sometimes surface level to people's personal experiences. Right. Me saying, just remember where you are now is a great piece of advice mm-hmm. when you are speaking to, to that. Right. I, I didn't know when he, I, and I still don't know, you know, when he's ready to tell me he will, but like in my space of not knowing right now, I should have just been like, let me know if you need to talk, you know? Yeah. But I'm really grateful for that, for that accountability. Cause yeah. I was able to really quickly be like, hey, sorry for offering that. Everybody don't have that awareness. And sometimes I'm also, I'm somebody that I'm a recovering people pleaser and I am learning how to stop taking things personal because I will take everything personal, okay? Every single thing. Mm -hmm. So, and, and everybody is not there. We all have our places where we're still working on things. So, yeah. People just, people just be people. And glad that you know you're self aware, um, and you're taking accountability because some people don't. Some people, don't. I be pissed off because I'm like, wow, I'm over here trying to be a better person, okay? And you keep trying. Why do I feel like they are? And that goes back to your per- taking things personally. Thing, because, yeah. like, some people don't do it on purpose. They're just not aware of what they're doing. And, you know, I'm an advocate for getting professional help. You know, like, <laughs> please get the help that you need. I am, okay? <laughs> I'm getting the help that I need, okay? So, please get the help that you need, all right? So that we can coexist and harmonize together. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, if people are looking for community and they're looking for a safe place for their healing journey, how can people find that? What What suggestions do you have for people that need that type of support? Um. I would first suggest that they just really get clear on what it is they need from the community. Like, again, I'm a really, I'm a big advocate of community healing and I'm a big advocate of self-healing. Right. Knowing where you are in your life and in your journey and being very, very honest and authentic about that and genuine about that is really the first step because then you know what you need and you know what to ask for from the community. And then I would suggest just, I don't know, just telling people, being vocal, you know, being vocal, trying different things and really going out into community, Um, using your intuition I was listening to another podcast the other day and she was talking about building your intuitive muscle and saying how you won't strengthen it if you don't use it, you know? So getting clear on what you need and then like exploring the community around you, you know, it's trial and error. So I'm not saying to just expose your energy to just any person or any community but like you you know come into the come into the journaling workshop just off the strength of maybe where you are in your journey and you know you journaling it's like okay this seems like something that I should do you know so 
I mean, I don't know. I'm a really transparent person, and I um, some of my friends don't understand that. Like, I've gotten into a lot of trouble around that, you know, because yeah. some, <laughs> some people are so, so private, and um, some people just really don't click with everyone, you know, and that's not me. Like, I... Um, I love people and I love connecting and I have friends from all different walks of life, you know, like as soon as I feel comfortable around you, I will share, you know, that's also something I'm working on, like oversharing because I will literally tell you everything and feel bad after I do, you know, be like, dang, why did I tell that? But (laughs) for me, that's what, that's what has worked. I mean, I've always grown up with like a solid group of friends. But as far as, like, finding the community that I need, like, Awakenings, for example. The person who led me to Awakenings, I'm not even friends with them anymore. But, and I was going to, like, stop going when that friendship ended. But I kept going. And yeah. I kept, you know, using my discernment, but also remaining open. Like, okay, this looks like a space where I can insert myself here. Or this seems like a person that I can, like, say what I need, you know. Just being, like, trusting yourself and trusting, you know, God or whatever you call the higher power that you believe in if you do. Really spending spending quality time with that so that you can hear yourself, you know. Like, spending quality time in silence and really just letting, like, meditation or prayer, like, Yes. Listening listening for what it is that you need and then letting your heart guide you into those spaces. And community doesn't have to be like 10, 20 people. It mm-hmm. could be just one person that you meet and you're like, okay. That's how that's how a lot of my community, my personal community has grown outside of the people that I already know. I'm like, I, there's something about you, you know, let's do this. And that's how people connect with me. They're mm-hmm. like there's something about you or how can I, you know? So it's not, it's really not as hard as like the world makes it seem. It's really about getting clear on what it is that you personally need and then trusting yourself to, to attract that community to you and trusting God to get you in the spaces that you need to be. Cause like, it's really not as challenging as we make it seem. Creating the community is not Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I, um, I was, because I moved here, I didn't really have, well, I have, like, family here, but they're, like, distant cousins. Um, so, like, all of my immediate family is back home in Connecticut, and, like, you know, I met this guy out here, and, um, we were dating, well, situation, whatever you want to <laughs> But, he led me to, um, I was going to this temple I was doing. And prior to going to the temple, you know, I was definitely one of those people that didn't have community. And, like, I come from a Christian background. Like, I grew up in church. Um, I stopped going to church, what, like, four or five years ago. I decided that, you know, it was no longer for me. But, um, you know, it was challenging for me to, like, find community prior going to that, um, prior going to the the temple. And I think it was because, like, I was holding on to, you know, my past experiences in church. And because I didn't have the greatest experience growing up in church in Connecticut, um, the church that I was pretty much born and raised and it was just it wasn't a great experience so I was kind of like tainted from that yeah and um just to like channel back about what you were saying about like you know knowing what you need and spending time with God or whatever and I'm just like yes like that's important for you to like also let down of you know your past experiences and your trauma because it was hard for me sometimes I still struggle with it I've gotten better but like it was really hard for me to like trust people to be who they said that they were going to be. Like 
you know, because in the church, you know, you think like this is a safe, safe place and I can come here and I can commune with other like-minded people. And it was just like so many evil people in my church. Like, and that is not to be shady, <laughs> but that was just my experience. Like, I grew up with some evil ass people in the church. So, it tainted my view about people coming together and like working together and being kind to each other, you know? And so, anybody that is looking for community, like, you know, Raven said, like, you really have to, like, spend time with people. It's, it's hard, you know? And I think a lot of us, like, rush to the finish line with healing, and it's, like, it's a non-stop, it's a continuous process yeah. to heal and to, like, get, you know, ascend to your highest self, so... And I just did my latest podcast episode was about living and healing and how I find myself always saying like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm healing from this and I'm healing from that and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, <laughs> just me being here in this body is healing. Right. So sometimes it could take, it could take a while, you know? To right. unpack some of those traumas. Some traumas we don't even know we have. Um, some things we don't even know we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like you just live and you and you stay open. And you really make time to be with yourself, for real. Because like, that's a lot of people's story. Not a lot of well. I don't know, from, but from the people that I've spoken with who are not in the church anymore, that is similar to their experience, you know, because they're not practicing what they're preaching. Right. Really, you know, and so that does, I didn't grow up in the church, so I don't have that experience per se, but the church I go to now is not necessarily like the most conventional church anyway, so I've never had like a traditional church experience, but I've been to like Catholic churches and Baptist churches and I see some of the views of people who attend those type of churches and it's like I cannot heal there. <laughs> I can't I can't do my work in there. You know what I'm saying? I can't. But yeah, it's like the the the, the beginning of you finding the community is you being able to like know that just you by yourself is is sufficient enough for right first yes i love that that's a good that's a good point because if you don't start here you know you're never gonna receive what you're looking for outside of you mm-hmm. like for sure yeah. um so I, I was going through my phone and I came across this screenshot. It was so old. But it was like a, a journaling uh, infographic. And it says, journaling and writing for reflection carries many benefits for our physical, mental, and emotional health. Um, what are the benefits of journaling for you? And how do you feel like it can benefit other people. Um, journaling is just, oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> like, it's your, and I say this at every workshop that I have or anytime anybody asks me this question, it's like, as someone who is on their healing journey, and I've tried everything because I experience anxiety sometimes, I'm telling you everything acupuncture, Reiki, yoga, journaling. <laughs> tea, sage, crystals, all of it, okay, mm-hmm. all of it, and I still do those things, because it's a practice, And but it's like, on that journey, you like, look to podcasts, and self-help books, and all that stuff, and all that stuff is fine, it is fine, but when you journal, it's like, when you journal, and you reflect on your life, I believe the lessons come in cycles, so like, you just open up your journal. You can flip to November 3rd, 2011, you know, mm-hmm. and see that, like, 
maybe you're in a in a similar experience right now. And you can yeah. go back to that journal entry and you could look at it and say, oh, this is how I handled it. And you could, if you reflected on it, you can say like, okay, this is how, what I did, this, this worked. Or maybe this didn't work and let me try something new. But it's like, it's like your own self-help book, your own life guide that you wrote. Yeah. That you wrote, you know? And it's like, we are always in our rational, logical thinking mind, brain. We're always up here. For me, I'm always, always, always in my head. Mm-hmm. Not really in my body. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's so refreshing to just get it all out on paper. To just look at it. You know? Mm-hmm. So that you're not trying to figure it all out up here. Because that's like stress-inducing. Anxiety-inducing. Trying to control everything. Trying to know the answers to everything. Trying to know the outcome trying to be 10 steps ahead or whatever like no (laughs) no journaling is like and it's therapeutic to me like to just to choose to intentionally sit down and reflect on your day it just it's grounding yes it's it keeps you present um especially if you have a prompt if you have a prompt and you can move from the prompt, it's like, okay, like if the prompt is asking you what are three things you're grateful for, that is immediately grounding and it immediately brings you back to center. Because yeah. no matter what kind of day you're having, when you take the time to focus on three things you're grateful for, it like makes everything else so minuscule, you know? Like I, yeah. just, feel, I just feel like it's such a, it's such a good practice to have for you to be able to trust yourself and especially in terms of positive self-talk, for you to be able to know how much power there really is in your words. Like, I remember something Erica Badu said. She was like, write it down, make it real, or something like that. That's mm-hmm. very true. Yes. You're writing it down with intention, you know, and you're reflecting about what, you, what you've experienced or what you've had in your life. You have this, you have this thing that you wrote. Yeah. Know? And it, it, it just reinforces the fact that you can depend on yourself and you can trust mm-hmm. yourself. I love that, that's what it is for me because yes. I've had a really um, challenging time being able to trust myself and being able to know if it's really my intuition talking or if it's my, if it's anxiety or whatever. And I can just go back in the journal and be like, well, I can trust myself. I can, yes. I can at least trust myself to write down what I'm feeling, you know. Right the feel at all right yeah yeah you know we store things in our bodies we store Mm -hmm. all different types of energy and traumas in our bodies and journaling is just one way to move that energy out to get out of our minds and to get really back present right so what was your i guess first experience with journaling you know, it wasn't until I actually started hosting journaling workshops that I realized how long I've actually been journaling and have how long I've been using journaling as a tool. Because I remember when I was in high school, we used to have this one tablet and we would, I would write in it and then I'll pass it to the person that I saw in lunch and then she'll write in it and then she'll give it back to another person. Like we had this journal that we would just pass around just to mm-hmm. talk about how our school days were going. And then yeah. I had a million diaries, you know, just right. talking about what I did that day and all that stuff. So I've been journaling. But my yeah. very first, like, my very first where I was aware that this is a tool that I'm going to use to heal myself, um, I think it was when I started it. Women's stories always start when they're dating somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I know it? Because it was definitely when I was dating this person and I was journaling about our experiences and I just, ooh, I was so sad. Ooh, I was so sad. And I was just writing about everything, you know, just being being super transparent. Like, sometimes I go back and read them and I literally cringe. But, like, that's just how it has to be. Because I'm like, sometimes I caught myself when I'm writing in my journal. I'm like, I'm writing this as if I'm going to present it to somebody. So I'm not being all the way honest. Yeah. I know. I need to write down everything. Right. I don't like shit today. If I like want him back, if I'm Mm -hmm. like begging, pleading, crying, if I ain't got up to eat today, I need to write it down. Like, it's 
but this is where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think um, I love journaling too, and that's one of the reasons why, like, I came to your um, and similar to you, like, middle school is probably like my earliest memory of having a diary, um, and. I think my mom still has all of them. Um, I hope she hasn't read them, but I'm going to have to have her send those back to me. Um, because like, I keep all of my journals and my diaries because it's a great opportunity to reflect on your life, like you said, and see what you did and how you can do things differently. I made it um, my business that whenever I have children, like, I'm probably going to give them my journals and, you know, my diaries. So, it's like, there's so many lessons that I've learned. And sometimes, like, well, I shouldn't say sometimes. I bring my journal pretty much everywhere with me. So, it's like, <laughs> if I, I remember I, I went to a, a first-time home ownership class um, because eventually, like, I would like to buy a house. Um, so I just went just to see, like, what, what you need to do. But, and I'm, I always write down notes. So, like, I wrote down notes from the, the workshop in my journal. And it's like, this is something that I want to give to my children. So it's like, you know, whether it's financial advice that I've gotten or I went to workshops. Um, like I just write, make sure to write it down in the journal because like, I want this to be not like a blueprint, but like, you know, look, this is what your mother did. did. This is what she's going through. I hope you don't make these same mistakes, but you know, we use whatever. Um, so they have a reference. Yeah, they have a reference. Like I really want that to be, you know, the thing that, and I don't know when I'm going to give it to them. Probably when they like graduate high school or something, but. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. So for somebody that's like new to journaling, say for example, you know, they've never journaled, not even as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, like what suggestions do you have for somebody that's new to journaling? Um, because some people are like, well, I don't journal because like, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to write or whatever. So like what suggestions do you have for somebody that is new to journaling? I would just say to just write about how your day went. Like, it's it doesn't, and this is the thing that I had to, like, get out of my mind, that it has to always be something about something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, journaling is exactly that. It's reflecting about anything. So if you want to get into journaling, like, just start, just start with, what you're feeling or what what kind of day you had like I some a lot of my journal entries to this day look start out by saying I went to yoga today or Mm -hmm. for breakfast I had this or Mm -hmm. I talked to my mom today about this Mm -hmm. you know like it's really it's simple it's not easy because I took this course this journaling course with Alex L and it was like healing your childhood inner childhood traumas was it last year like during the pandemic it was this year it was this year okay it was early this year like okay um, like february january january to february and there was some prompt where i started writing the answer and i was like okay i can't do this you know because it hurts so much but it's not always like that and i think people who kind of feel intimidated by journaling feel like you gotta always like we just this capitalist society that we're in, we feel like we always got to be producing something to be consumed. And that's not what it is. It's literally you reflecting on whatever your experience is that day or that week or however often you do it. So I would just say, write down what you're feeling or write down how your day went or what kind of day you had. What did you eat today? How was there a shower? What do you want to do? What do you like? Did you have any daydreams? You know, just anything. Anything that you... Because it's really about you getting to know yourself. Right. And getting to know yourself doesn't always have to be traumatic. Right. You know? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. There's a that maybe, but... Yeah, it doesn't. um, 
a lot of people don't want to face themselves. And like, I'm mixed up with journaling too. Um, and that's why like, I was like, yeah, March is going to be the month where I be prompted journaling because like, you know, sometimes I'll write and it's like, it don't be making no sense to me. <laughs> or I'm just like, I really don't have much to say today, you know, or it, it may be really one line. Like today I did, like you said, or I went this place. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with um, just starting anywhere with your day. Yeah. Just starting anywhere. And expectations of what it's supposed to look like. Like you said, it's one line today and that's fine. You know, like just like releasing what we think it's supposed to look like and just letting it be what it's gonna be. Yeah. I I wrote a journal entry last night and at the end of it I was like, I feel like this was one big ramble and that's fine. And I just closed it. (laughs) I was I don't know what the hell I was talking about in that journal entry. But my hand just kept going, you know, there was something that I needed to get out. Right. I love that. I love that. Um, All right. This is my last question for you today. What tools do you feel like have been the most helpful during your healing journey? What tools do I feel like have been the most helpful? Journaling for sure. Okay. Um, Yoga. Cannot say enough about yoga for real. Like yoga. It's, it's, and really, it's what prompted, like, well, not prompted. I shouldn't use that word, but I don't know. I embarked on a yoga journey in 2017, but I um, decided I wanted to get my yoga teacher certification last year. Mm-hmm. And I am forever changed by that experience. Seriously, my body, mentally, physically, all that. So yoga, for sure, it helps you stay present. It, that's what really helps you get into your body like yeah kind of yoga you do or you've done but I usually do like a powerful flow mm-hmm. and so and it's heated so I'm moving through this yoga practice and I'm like you know things hurt things are uncomfortable I'm sweating but all it is is like connecting back to your breath yeah it's like that is a tool that you can use on and off your mat mm-hmm. when things are chaotic you just come back to your breath, you know? So yoga for sure. Yoga, journaling, and um, just writing just to write. And you know what? Um, acupuncture. Okay. Like, acupuncture. Acupuncture. I, the other day, I was so I was so on edge. Like, yeah. I was mm-hmm. so on edge. I called some people that moment. I was like, do y'all have an appointment? today and they did and it's like as soon as they put the first like needle in I was fast asleep yeah that's a new thing though and that's not as accessible Mm -hmm. to everyone so the the main thing that you can just start with right now yoga and journaling for sure top top and water yes drinking water is very important yeah I was, you know, we really don't be thinking about how much our diet affects our mental. Okay, it really does. My mind is blown to know what type of foods and stuff really, like, affect you in a negative way. You be thinking that you're crazy. Meanwhile, you just need to stop eating pasta. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. That's, look. Work in progress because I love yeah. pasta and I love bread and I love mm-hmm. I love all of that. But just you know, yeah. If if I had to choose something for somebody to start with right now today, journaling and yoga. And if, and if journaling is not the thing, um, meditation is another thing. Okay. Um, and you know, people have a hard time with that too because they're like, I don't think I'm doing it right and. My mind won't be quiet, and it's not about quieting your mind. Right. It's about letting your mind be what it is, and then with that practice, understanding the thoughts that come up. Right. Yoga, journaling, meditation, for sure. And talking to your people. 
Mm. Talking to your people. That's it. That's probably the top one for me because I you have to let people know how to be there for you. And I'm 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 the type of person where, and I'm still working through this. I've always felt like the friend that always needed to be helped. I needed to be picked up. I needed some money. I needed. Yeah. I, I'm in a relationship that's traumatic, and I need you to, you know, just. I always felt like I was a friend that people had pity on. And so I didn't ask for help because I wanted to show myself that I don't need anybody. This is a revelation that I just came to this year. Yeah. I realized that about myself. And it's like, no, like ask, ask people for what you need. Let people, let people show up for you. Yeah. That is showing up for yourself. Right. That's the biggest thing, talking to people and letting them know what you need and letting them help you, for sure. That's the, if you want to heal, if you want to make that first step, let people know how to help you. Yes, that's really important because a lot of people suffer in silence. So many people suffer in silence. And, you know, because they don't feel comfortable asking for help or they may not have anybody in the corner, whatever the case is, like, that is, you know, a huge, that is very important to, you know, ask for help so you don't have to suffer in silence because, you know, your thoughts can really run you ragged. They can really run you ragged, like, and especially, like, with men, you know, you know, there's, the suicide rate for them is super high. So it's like, you know, we have to make sure, like, ask for help, speak up for yourself, advocate for yourself. Um, and if you don't know how to act, like, I would suggest professional help. Like, that's the only, <laughs> that's the last thing. Like, you get all your suggestions were um on nail on the head but like you know and if you can't do these things like and if you have the need to do it definitely professional help like for sure yeah i definitely i definitely advocate for therapy i have I, I had a therapist in college when i was going through a bad 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 breakup I didn't know what else to do and she was the best I would just go in there for the whole 50 minutes and just cry and she'd be like okay see you next time I thought I would put her in my pocket for real yeah you know sometimes you do need that you need it yeah and it's okay because some people will feel ashamed around that you know I mean when I told my when I told my mom that I had a therapist in college she was kind of like well, I didn't even know that you were in psych. You know, that's the that's that's the the stigma the, the stigma around it. You know yeah. that you like things are so bad that you right. have to go to a therapist, and it's like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, especially in our community, we be feeling like, well, I don't want them to know my business, or you know, whatever, and just who deep. It's so deep. Yeah, it's. I agree. Like I. I've kind of been going to therapy on and off since I was a child, but, you know, recently when I moved to Houston, this is when I, like, had to take it serious, and my therapist, well, I had a new one now because my therapist went on to, to bigger and better things, but um, the therapist that I had, the previous therapist, like, she was like, that's not really there because... She helped me, like, not to curse a lot of people out, you know. <laughs> Just to be 100% transparent, she helped me to, like, not curse a lot of people out. And she held me accountable. Like, that is what we need. And, like, I brought up the whole, you know, men suffering in silence because, you know, with DMX was recently passed. And I know when he was on life support, there was a clip going around um, where he was talking about the person who got introduced to, to drugs by his mentor. And, like, he carried that, like, pretty much his whole entire life until he took his last breath. 
and I and then it made me start thinking like as I'm you know getting older and I'm going out and I'm hanging out with people that are 30 and up I'm noticing that a lot of men are borderline alcoholics like and you know the women we drink too but I don't feel like it's as excessive or I see it as much with women like the men they're at the bars every single day you know and or they're on the, the the verge of being addicts and it's like please get the help me speak up for yourself I see I listen to you know a, a range of podcasts and I do like listening to podcasts where there's you know um, male hosts because like, I just like to get their perspective on life and like they'll talk about mental health but they don't get help like it don't be making no sense to me because like they'll be like yeah we need to be better we need to talk to each other whatever and it's just like none of y'all gonna get help right <laughs> like you clearly are saying that you have issues and you need help but it's like what is stopping y'all from getting the help and i know like that's you know we could go on a tangent about that yeah. but because <laughs> I've tried, I've been. That's been a thing of mine to get more men in mm-hmm. my workshops. So I'm been like, okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to change the color on my flyer? <laughs> like you know, so it don't look fairly like what yeah. is Because I really want them. I want women to like bring their partners or their brothers or whatever. Because it's like, or men to bring their partners and themselves. You know, like. Right. Because I, I, I recognize that. And it's like, they don't, there's not really a lot of space held for them, especially mm-hmm. black men, to yeah. really be vulnerable. And I think, huh, your mind is a crazy place. And we're, shown, we're being shown that even more this year and last mm-hmm. year. Your mind is so, like, it's so powerful, and we have to make it a happy and safe well not always happy because happy is fleeting but a peaceful place to be a joyous place a joyous place to be and we they they harbor so much Mm -hmm. i harbor so much so i know that they harbor so much and nobody Mm -hmm. is for them to let it out and so it comes out in other ways like alcoholism escapism all that yeah yeah i definitely want them to get the help like I am advocating for that I think maybe you should like do like just a males only really workshop cause I've seen like one of the girls walk out from back home she's a um yoga instructor and I know she did like a males only class one time and she got a good turnout um cause I think like men they may be embarrassed if they see other women I don't know what it is I, I'm not in your head but Maybe that can help help you get some more men to come out. And- That's a really good idea. Thank you for offering that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So before we leave, do you want to leave us with the journaling prompt for the audience? Do you have one off the top of your head? Can you think of one? <laughs> uh, can I think of one? Yes. I can okay. think of one. I um, have my book where I write all of them down. Okay. This one is good. This is one that I moved through um, earlier this week with a group of people. And it's so crazy because I kind of, it was like a morning meeting and I was not food prepared. And I was like doing it on a whim. And then when I came up with it and moved through it, I was like, damn, like this was not me. You know, like this was, this, this it was me, but I was the vessel because I needed that prompt. Right. Okay. The prompt that I have is to consider some of your goals, make a list of your goals, consider some of your best qualities, and make a list of those qualities. In what ways can you trust yourself to show up for those goals this month? Mm, I love so, that. in a way that we're not we're like we're not trying to achieve our goals out of like rushing or out of obligation just simply because I know that I can do this and I know that this is what I want to achieve so how can I trust myself to do that and, and an example of response to that prompt is so I 
um, know that I want to be more organized. And so the simplest way that I can be more organized is to write stuff down. Mm. I know that I'm a writer. I know that I like to see stuff on paper and I can trust myself to show up in that way. And so I can trust myself to write things down. Right. It's that simple. You know, it can be as deep as you want it to be. And it's like, you can start right where you are with that prompt. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Yes, um, sure. Where can people find you online? And I also will link all that in the description, but just tell us right now. <laughs> okay. You can find me on Instagram at Raven Alexis. That's R-A-V-E-E-N-A-L-E-X-I-S. Um, and you can find my podcast, Ginger Tea, the podcast also on Instagram. Um, where else can you find me? I don't really be on Twitter like that, but <laughs> I pop in every now and again. So if you yeah. are on Twitter, it's the Raven Alexis. So just like Instagram, but with T-H-E in front of it. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I really appreciate this. I'm sure our, my audience and the guests, um, yes, you all the guests, thank you for thinking of me. I really, really appreciate it. I really needed this talk this morning. Yeah, of course. Really, like, candid, no-pressure conversation. Yeah. Um... I knew that I needed to have you on here because I'm just like, that workshop just moved me so much. Like, and I think it's, and I, I was talking to some of my friends last month and, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this every day. Journaling, processing thing or whatever. And so I think it'll be, because it was helpful to me, like I want to definitely help other people. I want this podcast to be a resource for healing, for generational curses. Um, so you know, I'm really grateful to have people like you around that's doing the work for sure. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your podcast. Thank you for creating space for mm-hmm. people to talk candidly and for people to come to, to just learn more. Like I really admire you taking your experience creating community down here and just like offering that up to other people because I know that it's challenging when you're in a new space or when you're just in a new in a new space physically and mentally it's hard to like put yourself out there so it's very admirable thank you thank you so much so make sure that you guys are subscribing to the podcast downloading hearing reviewing And I will talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye. Bye.